Good morning. Welcome to the Profit Lab Podcast. I hope you guys always enjoy the, the lively music that I play every time we are alive. Um, I am your host, Marie Jorosian, certified 10X coach, CFO, and an auditor, certified public accountant, and a charter, charter global management accountant. I serve the entrepreneurial community through my uh, CPA firm, uh, Marie Jorosian CPA, and the management consulting company that I have, The Profit Lab. The Profit Lab podcast serves to expand our mission to empower entrepreneurs by bringing the stories to the mass, their stories to the masses. We are thrilled to tell your story, to inspire, empower, and uplift other entrepreneurs. Check out our website, theprofitlab.biz/podcast, for the audio version of uh, everything that we do uh, live here. Uh, we launched the podcast back in August 2nd, where I spoke about my personal journey, uh, an entrepreneurial journey, and everything that I learned so far on that journey. And I plan to invite entrepreneurs of all, from all walks of life to the show every week. So if you want to be a guest on the show, please make sure to uh, you know request uh, to join in on, uh, at support at theprofitlab.biz. Uh, today, October 25th, is our 12th episode, and we are going live on Facebook at The Profit Lab Biz. On LinkedIn, Marie Torosian CPA CGMA, and our my YouTube channel, Marie Torosian CPA. So please, please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, and share uh, uh, us on uh, all these platforms uh, so that other entrepreneurs can learn from our guests. Uh, my guest today is born in Casablanca, Morocco. His name is Eric Malka. He's a serial entrepreneur, brand builder, investor, and published author with more than 25 years experience in branded consumer packaged goods. As co-founder and former CEO of the uh, Art of Shaving, he's a pioneer of the luxury men's grooming industry, leading the company from startup to inter international expansion. It's amazing, guys. Um, I'm so excited about this. Uh, in 2009, The Art of Shaving was acquired uh, by Gillette, Procter & Gamble, and Eric was tapped by P&G to continue his role as CEO through the end of 2010. In 2014, he established Strategic Brand Investments, a private equity fund specialized in helping local entrepreneurs develop their brand and grow their business. Ingredients is his latest endeavor, which combines Eric's passion for natural health and his extensive business background to empower everyone to lead a, a toxic-free lifestyle in pursuit of optimal wellness. With that, Eric, welcome to the Profit Lab podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> intro. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. I mean, I think I believe so far you you're one of those uh, guests that has achieved the most. So I'm like super excited. There's so much oh. I need to learn from you. <laughs> All right, so you get you get a long ways to go. I got a long way to go. <laughs> so Eric, so I always start my conversation with my guests because you know, as a, a slightly personal note, like we want to get to know you, Eric. How did you start? Where did you start? How did you come about? Who are you as Eric Malka, the person? <laughs> well, I'm a scrappy entrepreneur. That's what I am. <laughs> you know, took a, took a Greyhound bus to New York City when I was barely 18 with $100 in my pocket and the uh, American dream in my, uh, in my uh, mind. So, yes, what you see is what you get. You know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. An entrepreneur, you know, a dad, husband, um, 
that's what that's what I identify with as far as uh, terminology. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's uh, that's that's I know from the time I met you, there was like so much we ha we had in common because I, I I left my country the same way, right? I left Lebanon, you know, with literally nothing. I think I had a little bit more money than you at the time. I don't know. My grandma gave me a little bit more money. <laughs> So I went to Montreal and then, you know, came to, to uh, Miami. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's something about those of us coming from another country. We have this such big dream and, yeah. um, but the idea is that to stay focused on that dream. Would you agree? Yeah. For me, there was no other options. <laughs> I, um, my, uh, my family fell into uh, financial hardship when I was in my mid-teens and I decided I did not like this new life with being yeah. broke. So, yes. <laughs> so that kind of, you know, how life situation put you on a path. And that's where I decided I was going to make it. I yes. wasn't going to, you know, go down that path. I was going to go find a better solution. Absolutely. And America next door seemed to be the place that had more opportunities at the time <laughs> than, you know, Montreal. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think if I didn't move down here for, for you know, and then, you know, I, I met my husband actually, and that's how I moved down. But um, I, if I was somewhere else, I don't know if I would have had the same opportunities. So I totally, totally feel you. <laughs> I get it. So, some people make it up there. I've, I've seen some very successful people up there, but it just didn't fit with my, well, first of all, uh, this kind of cold is, is inhuman. <laughs> you know, it's like, even if it was like a gold, a gold rush, I would have I left. I would have gone, gone the other way. Uh, too cold. Too, just too cold. Very, very That's cold. a deal breaker. You know, when yeah. you talk about deal breakers, that one term just ruins the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um no i i totally get it i i lived there for three years and it was struggle every day every single day <laughs> especially like if you don't have a car and all that so it's kind of kind of difficult and coming from morocco or lebanon beautiful you know trop you know warm climate. <laughs> it's like whoa it's hard yeah definitely um, so Eric, um, what was one of the major impacts in your life? It could be a person, it could be, I mean, you kind of mentioned the financial distress your family went through that kind of prompted you to be this entrepreneur. Um, any, anything else that comes to mind when we talk about something or someone impacting your life that makes you who you are? Yeah, sure. Listen, I, I've been extremely lucky. I've, I've had a lot of extraordinary people in my path. Um, you know, my wife is my partner in business, and I think that when we met at a very young age, we both share very, very similar values, mm -hmm. and we had very complementary talents. So together, you know, we built something that I think by ourselves we wouldn't have achieved to that extent. So she was yeah. a huge, uh, you know, inflection point in my uh, in my career, in my life. You know, we built many things together. That's There's been so many uh, examples, but she's probably top of the list. 
Yes, uh, of course. And I didn't mean she's to listening. Like that, that's why I'm saying that she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> no, I did meet her for for. I mean, briefly. So I, I mean, she's she's a wonderful lady, and and I, I I've read about her as well, and and, and you guys. Um, you know, you mentioned that in, in every place. So I, I know I can tell that she's a very important individual, not just as a business partner, it's part of your life too. So sure. I love that. I love that. I wish all men get like, to uh, say that. She's like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so, so tell us a little bit. I mean, you, you, you started the art of shaving and art of shaving is so huge and it went international. Is that so? How do you go as an entrepreneur just starting out? I mean, I mean, I just started out too. You know, um, I, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near. You know, where I want to, where I want to be. Um, but how do you go from, let's say, just being, let's say, that just entrepreneur starting out a business someplace in a specific location with maybe a specific idea in your mind, and then you just grow internationally? How do you go from thinking that's not small per se, but like? in that little individualized section to thinking so huge. It was like, we're going international. That's a big, big area. Well, it is. And uh, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot over the years. Um, actually, I've always had huge visions for myself, huge ambitions. And, and those mm -hmm. were crippling. At first, they were crippling mm -hmm. to have such a humongous ambition and being broke and young and inexperienced <laughs> You know, there was there was a little bit of a gap and it's I think my breakthrough and I had built multiple small businesses before the art of shaving. Uh, okay. Some were successful, some were not. But um, the breakthrough for me was to start small while thinking mm -hmm. big, you know, uh, you know, I couldn't have started smaller than the art of shaving, selling my car out of our kitchen. Um, open a store and the business with $12,000 is as small as it gets, especially in Manhattan. So, you know, I would say start small, think huge, you know, that was yeah. my, uh, and once we validated the business, once we realized this had potential, it was just a matter of scaling, right? Yes. yes. The hardest part is to find something viable, figure out the business model, and then you just have to figure out how to get from point A to point B, whatever that point B is in your mind. So right. scale, you know, scale fast, scale big, whatever you want. Right. Scale slow, you know, scale slow, keep it small. You know, nothing wrong with that. Everybody's obsessed with like becoming the next Amazon, but there's some beautiful uh, merit in creating a small, you know, precious, family mm -hmm. enterprise absolutely so my ambitions were much bigger than that and and i started realizing soon after starting the business i was only 28 and my wife was 22 when we started the business so we were kind of like <laughs> you know we had no idea what we were doing which was the greatest blessing on earth right uh, <laughs> you know when you have good instincts and no experience you can do some really cool innovative stuff um so yeah, that's how we, I think that's how yeah. we scaled. And then we were very lucky. I mean, lucky, 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 lucky. Um, <laughs> uh, within, within, I think 18 months, we were generating uh, almost a million dollars in profit with our two stores. That was, a, that was like free cash flow that fueled yes. our growth. 
We yes. didn't need banks. We didn't need investors. We had a million dollars dropping on our lap every fourth quarter wow. for 12 years. So that fueled everything we wanted to finance over the course of, of that of that company's life. And towards the end, when we really needed rocket fuel, we raised capital. But by then, you know, we had right. achieved some pretty nice valuations. Yes. With mentioning valuations, you kind of, you know, you, you made me think through another question. Um, so, I mean, you have been at this point on both sides, like you have been the business owner that had to scale and then, you know, build value in your business. And then you also are an investor because you are looking at value in other businesses, right? So what are the key things that you would say are super, super important that entrepreneurs should be aware as early as possible? Well, first of all, I'm also in the third camp, which is now I'm the investor and the entrepreneur. I'm investing right, on ingredients. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like fighting with myself. <laughs> so uh, you want to know you want to know what they should do to raise capital or in general, like how their mindset should be maybe entering uh, into the business. Because I feel like whenever I'm talking to certain entrepreneurs, like they're not even thinking about their exit strategy or what the value of their business is going to be, what they can do internally um, or the assistance they should get to make sure they're set up well for a good valuation. So what are the, what are, what have you seen and you can kind of help them to think about? Well, if the intention is that, I mean, I have mixed feelings about this. A lot of entrepreneurs think about their exit before they start generating revenue. I think that's a little premature, but yeah. an exit strategy is something you plan and you prepare for. Absolutely. And um, I actually present to entrepreneurs on the difference between building a company and building a brand. Mm. You know, uh, the valuation of a brand is much different than the valuation. Take Tesla, right? Tesla is valued right. at 40 you know, I don't know, $40 billion market cap. And they sell like, you know, 10% of what GM motors uh, sell and cars, yeah. you know, so companies, you can build a beautiful company uh, that's profitable. It's going to be traded on EBITDA. Um, yes. But if you build a brand, if you really build a strong brand for yourself that has um, brand equity, I mean, now right. you can trade in multiples of sales. Uh, you know, my company, The Art of Shaving, was actually um, negative EBITDA when we sold. We sold on multiples of revenue because mm. it was uh, it was a, a recognizable uh, consumer branded luxury product that consumers desired and and uh, admired and trusted. So that has tremendous value. So understanding the levers, I would say the levers mm. that cause the valuation so that you can develop your business with those levers in mind, whether they are customer acquisitions, you know, data, uh, profitability, um, you know, everybody has uh, something to sell within their business, right? Something that the acquirer feels is of value to them strategically. Absolutely. So understanding the levers that impact your valuation, I think, is important right off the bat. Absolutely. I, I, I love that you said that because and you made a great differentiation between the brand, uh, you know, equity and then just the company and the financials. 
Um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's very, very, I love that you said that it's, it really helps. I think entrepreneurs get their mindset right as they're planning and, and going into it, because right now it seems like every, yeah. every day there's every corner, there's an entrepreneur selling something on eBay, but, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about no. building a business that didn't exist and a need that wasn't that's right. there, but then suddenly this product is there that now everybody wants and it's everybody recognizes. It's a very I'll tell you, I, I've talked three entrepreneurs in the last few years out of mm -hmm. selling their business. Because when you build a great company and you're creating cash flow, nobody's going to pay you for that cash flow enough money. Right. Um, Whereas in a place like a brand that you're growing aggressively, you know, in, in my case, I, I was losing a right. couple of million dollars a year and I was handed, you know, a big check. So right. that's a no brainer. But when they give you five or six time EBITDA, I mean, keep the EBITDA all day long. Yes. Under, yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. Unless you're 80 years old and you want to retire just gonna... <laughs> you know, and, you have, and your kids are, you know, losers. <laughs> This is this is great, very interesting conversation that I'm having with you because you're you're making me think of different questions that I don't get to ask other other entrepreneurs that I've actually uh, you know interviewed. Um, you mentioned about um, you know keeping the EBITDA if it's only five times, and then you mentioned you know something about if you're older than yourself. So there's this right now a lot of you know transfer of wealth that everybody's talking about. There's going to be trillions that are being transferred over because a lot of baby boomers will be retiring. Where do you see opportunities, let's say, for a maybe younger, um, you know, person that is, you know, wants to be an entrepreneur? But, you know, what what do you say would be a great way to kind of start off a little bit maybe easier than um, starting fresh from nothing? Um, know what you want, know why you want it and be prepared to get uncomfortable. <laughs> get it. You know, yes. it's uncomfortable. Yes. And if it, it, it's uncomfortable because uh, life makes you really commit to what you want. You really want this. You really want this. Life is going to life is going to challenge you. It's like, OK, it's not that easy. Are you sure you want this? Go get a job. Go go work for a Fortune 500 right. company. Do you sure you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to, you know, do what you think? You know, it's not that simple. Get uncomfortable. Right. So I would say make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure you are clear about what you want. It's all about what we want. That's the freedom. You know, when we talk about freedom, it's the freedom to choose what we Absolutely. want. I want to be the next Jeff Bezos. I want to have a small mom and pop business. I want to work for a company that takes care of me until retirement. You know, it, there's no judgment. Right. Just figure out what you want. And if you figure out what you want, figure out how to get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is very simple. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great that you kind of simplify things to just like right to the point, and and it's this is going to be super super helpful for the those of us uh, that's listening. I'm going to quickly go through, uh, you know, just we have a moment now. I just want to uh, read out for those uh, of the audience that are just listening because they won't be able to see the banner. I want to put the banners up. Um, this is for the strategic brand investments.com. This is the you know the website for your investment um company 
So guys, that's strategicbrandinvestments.com. Um, for the second company, the website is ingredientswellness.com. So just to make sure that those of us listen, those of the audience that are listening, they'll be able to have access and be able to check out your websites. Thank you. On both businesses. Um, and also, guys, you can follow uh, uh, Ingredients Wellness hashtag on Instagram. Um, and you can also, you know, you know, call, call or, or, you know, email info at ingredientswellness.com. So with that, we can continue our conversation. Um, <clears throat> so, um, so you sold the company uh, already, and then you moved on. So you started Ingredients because some of, one thing you said in your bio was, you know, you really wanted people to live a toxic-free life, and you know, that's what I, I met you, you know, a couple of years ago when you were just starting out. And tell us a little bit more about how you came about with that idea and what are some of the challenges of trying to get great ingredients when every other cosmetic or any other, you know, brand out there is just like God knows what's in there <laughs> and you're trying to stand out yeah. as a, you know, non-toxic. Um, I mean, ingredient. the ingredients is really an evolution of our journey for 25 years. I mean, we, we've been cleaning up our formulas over time. And mm -hmm. when we left, uh, when we left the art of shaving, we knew what our next brand would be. It would be a brand that was the purest brand with the highest quality ingredients from all over the world that would reduce toxicity to a minimal and bring ingredients to the forefront of the conversation for the brand. Yeah. As we, as we started working on the business, we started realizing that this is much more than just cosmetics. This is. This is about the human race and, and our planet. This is about uh, saving our environment and really uh, uh, helping consumers um, avoid pitfalls of health through yes. toxicity. Yes. Now, what I, the conversation that we're having at Ingredients with our consumers is not being had by many other um in the world basically first yeah. of all if we're going to talk about the environment we need to talk about human health those two subjects are inextricably linked you can't fix one without the other because 92 percent of the problem comes from fossil fuel comes from petroleum and when i start telling people like mary do you know that 99 percent of pharmaceutical drugs and over-the-counter drugs are made with petrol no, that would that would really scare me. Yes. Well, they I did are. not know that. Yeah, they are. Every wow. every ninety nine percent of drugs, cough syrups, you know, uh, oh tablets, goodness. they're made from fossil fuels. They're made from petroleum, petrochemicals, basically. Wow. People don't know this, but this is very common. This is hiding in plain sight, and uh, cosmetics is a huge burden on the toxic load for women and men and children of because course. there's about 10,000 unregulated petrochemical ingredients, synthetic chemicals that are being sold to women and men and children in shampoos, makeup, perfumes. Wow. All these are petrochemicals and it is a huge issue. It's going to be, I think, 
in 20 years what tobacco was in the 1990s. Uh, right. And that's why I do what I do is to, uh, is to uh, bring awareness to this subject that so few people, I mean, yoga pants, petrochemicals, carpet, petrochemicals, wow. uh, cleaning fluids, detergents, paint, building materials, uh, plastics, obviously, uh, yes. water supply, pools, you know, pesticides, foods, drinks, colorants, all these, you know, what, what people don't realize is that if it doesn't come from nature, it comes from fossil fuels. There's only two sources mm. and we're being intoxicated inside our homes, outside our homes, and it bioaccumulates. That's why, you know, under 10 years old, you have almost no cancer. Under 25 years old, you have four out of 100,000 that have cancer. You get to 40, 50, 60, 70 years old, it goes exponential because it's toxic load accumulates over the course of a lifetime. You don't put lipstick and get breast cancer. You don't, it doesn't right. happen like that. You right. just 400 chemicals come into contact daily in small, tiny doses over 20 years. Now, if you live next to a chemical plant, it might take 10 years for you and your family to get sick. But if you're right. just putting lipstick and perfume and, and hair dye and this and that over 20, 30 years, it can cause some major, major health problems. And we're, we're living it, right? Asthma yes. is through yes. the roof. Cancer is through the roof. Oh, yeah. Uh, fertility issues are through the roof. Yes. Uh, yes. Neurological issues are through the roof. Where's that coming from? And we know that these ingredients are carcinogens, but we're being told in small dosage, not a threat. And right. they haven't been... You know, I'm going off on a tangent. I can speak for hours about this. It scared <laughs> the entire world. You know, they're going to go crawl into their closet and suck their thumb for a few hours <laughs> after they listen to me. But that's why I do what I do. We, yes. We've created the cleanest, cleanest uh, personal care products in the marketplace so that consumers don't have to compromise between quality. And, and also, we bring ingredients from Lebanon, for example, uh, we bring ingredients from, you know, we bring uh, Neroli water from Morocco, plant water, hydrosol. Wow. Instead of diluting our products with, like our cleanser is, instead of being 80% water, like the rest of the industry, it's 80% <laughs> Neroli plant water, which is a hugely beautiful ingredient. So um, check it out. We're on a mission. Yes, yes. And, and I think that makes all the difference, right? When you are committed to beyond just building a business, it's more like committed to a greater good or a bigger impact in the world. I think your commitment level is different, correct? A hundred percent. I mean, I was always purpose driven in my businesses, but uh, when I was young, I was really looking to get some, right? Right. Uh, yes. It yes. was about me getting some. I want mine. <laughs> we need some. Uh, it's all about me. Get me. Get me. Get me some. And now, you know, now that I've gotten some, um, it's about giving some. Right. It's about yes. how do I give back? How do I make a difference? How do I use, you know, everything I've learned and yes. all my resources for the greater, greater good? Otherwise, you know, what's the point, right? Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I mean, even in my own business and as I'm transitioning and transforming into a business consultant, you know, I started one place and then I started the business as a CPA firm and I still have clients that I'm serving. But then another mission arose for me, 
which was literally to help other CPAs kind of get out of their shell and, and, you know, help them out with marketing sales and other business strategies that sometimes I've noticed they, they either have to merge together to be able to grow big or, you know, that one person stays one person until it's time to retire. So, I mean, there's just, uh, you know, for me, it became a mission uh, and uh, to create profit lab and, um, so I, I realize in myself how much I've changed since, let's say, 2018, starting as a consultant. And now it's like I'm on a mission. I am I'm hounding people. I'm trying to get to speak yeah. to other CPAs and opportunities. So, you know, so I kind of understand when, you know, that shift happens and then you're more like driven by uh, the mission. So because that's something that, yeah. you know, majority that I see entrepreneurs, we all start somewhere because we need some some money. We got to pay the bills. And then yeah. but eventually when you're committed to a bigger picture, um, you're willing to take all of the the, the life's punches, right? <laughs> like what you said, yeah. you know, are you committed? Are you committed? That that is it. You get punched every in every angle, and then sure, um, you're gonna be you tested. To, yes, you have to be completely. Well, congratulations. I, I think I think purpose, you know, purpose driven companies outperform others uh, mm-hmm. all, all the time because. Uh, we talk a lot about culture. We talk yes. a lot about, uh, you know, having great talents in our organization, extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. But, yes. you know, without purpose, you can't get there. You don't have a culture. You don't have a soul. You don't have extraordinary people that want to be part of your mission. Right, right. And and that's something I, I would imagine that in your current business, that is how a lot of uh, the attraction is for your employees. They they believe in what you're doing. They believe in the non-toxic yeah. lifestyle, and and they're they're they're. It's a different kind of a, a work environment for them um, when they're on board because they yeah. they're uh, selling. Uh, we've done. I think I think one of the, you know, we we're not good at everything, but one thing we were really good at at the art of shaving was to create an incredible culture. A lot of my, a lot of my employees are still friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're all in touch. They all want to come and work for us again. Uh, it was like a huge, big family and mm-hmm. the culture, you know, I only hired people that were giddy about the job. Like this is my dream <laughs> job. If I heard this is my dream job, I mean, you could be like the, the least capable person in the world. You got, it. <laughs> you know, you got the job, <laughs> you know, I don't care about your skill sets. You know, you got me. <laughs> Because skills can be taught, right? But that passion, that drive cannot be taught. I wanted owners. I wanted people that really owned it, that love it, that wanted to do nothing but this. Yes. This is, ingredients is like 2.0 um, in that sense, because we're, we're really on a mission. We're writing a book about wellness right now. And, Amazing. Um, you know, we only hire people that live the ingredients lifestyle right it's it's our core value yes you know you have to be into that mode of of pursuing natural uh living as uh, as an individual to work with us yes absolutely and and this is so timely because um, i personally had to go through um health changes i thought i was healthy eating healthy and all that stuff and um, but then I had to go through my journey and then I learned through that yeah. journey how much basically junk and un- undigestible items are in our food um, and the chemicals and stuff. And then, yeah. you know, you try not to eat those. Obviously, it's so expensive. But then again, you put it in your body. You have, 
you know, for me, it was digestive problems, all other issues. Sure. So imagine we're ingesting these, we're smelling them. And then, you know, on top of that, you put it in your, in your skin, which is the biggest organ in your body. And That's we right. are literally killing ourselves and That's we don't right. realize. That's so. what my book is about. It's all these blind spots. You know, I, I yeah. meet people, I meet people that are like eating organic, exercising, but they're having toxic in their yeah. life coming from areas they're not aware of. Um, so it's about, it's about creating a, a bit of a bubble in a good sense. Yes. You, you can't heal until you stop the poison, right? You right. have to stop the poison and then you can start the, the human body is a healing machine. Once you, you know, you leave it alone, it just operates optimally, right? It's like yes. you damage it, you know, like, <laughs> you know, eat, you know, slather yeah. it, smell it. <laughs> There's only three ways to get into our bodies is through the skin, mm -hmm. the nose or the mouth. So you ingest it, you inhale it, or yes. you apply it to your skin. Uh, and there's, a, there's blind spots everywhere. You know, when we moved into our home in Miami Beach, you were here once. Yes. Um, uh, we got sick for a year. We were all sick. My wife went to the hospital with a pneumonia. She's wow. never sick. We're like, and then we figured out it was the house. And we discovered the toxicity in our attic and our air conditioning. We have to redo oh, everything, goodness. we have to clean up everything. And 10 years after, we're, we never had those symptoms again. Whereas right. a lot of people that are unaware are going to go down, you yes. know, very, a very bad cycle of degrading health for reasons they can't connect. You know, right. people don't connect the dots with lipstick you've been wearing for 20 years and you know, issues you're having in your, in your forties and fifties or sixties. So, and the doctor is not going to link those. At all. I was just gonna say. <laughs> They're yeah. going to give you pills made yeah. out of petrochemicals. <laughs> Let's add a little, a little of that, a fight fire with fire. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like you read my mind. I was just thinking exactly that. I mean, you go to the doctor, they're not going to connect the dots. They're just going to give you another medication. And here you are, another pile of medications. The amount of medications people are taking nowadays is just really crazy. And, and you, um, yeah. You and I come from countries like you know, <laughs> Lebanon and Morocco. It's very healthy. I yes. mean, it was, you can be very unhealthy, but I mean, at the core, the diet, Mediterranean diet is one of the healthiest diets in the world. We're drinking right. olive oil. We're, yes. we're eating uh, high quality meats and grilled. And, you know, there's not all the chemicals that you find in America. They don't even talk about organic because right. they spray anything. It's like it's irrelevant. Right. Um, so for me, as soon as I moved to Montreal, I mean, I was super healthy until the age of 10. By 12 mm. years old, I started having like migraines and, and indigestions and the doctors didn't know what I had. They gave me petrochemical pills to help. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it really served me well to, to be sick at a young age because it, it, it made me want to find out what was wrong and, and right. natural health was the remedy and it became my life, uh, my life's purpose and passion. Yes. That's, that's, uh, yeah, uh, that, that is exactly what I feel like happened with the last year where I had to really focus on me and why I was getting so sick because no one would, would be able to tell me. And since changing the way I eat, whatever, 
I don't have to need any medications. And something you mentioned is the migraine. I used to have migraines. I'll be taking it. I don't know how many coffees I had to drink, how many, um, you know, Advil's I should take just to kind of get the pain to go away. And, you know, lo and behold, I stop eating certain things. My digestive system is good. I don't have a headache. Yeah. And, and I'm yeah, like, oh, I, my God. <laughs> I, just, I, I discovered four years ago that uh, my migraines were coming from eggs. Wow. Interesting. And I stopped. I stopped yeah. eating anything with eggs and the migraines went away almost one day to the next. The only time I've experienced them in the last four years is when I inadvertently <laughs> ate eggs in a restaurant after they told me probably that it wasn't in it. Right. So it could be it could be something that most people are not poisoned by. You know, right. uh, we're all made differently. And um, listen, I'd love to talk to you about this offline. I, I'm writing a whole yes. book about uh, Wellness 360. And uh, I love this it. Is a, this is my favorite favorite subject I've been studying it for 30 years I love it uh that would be great and then uh, any any plans on when the the book would be ready or is there like a, a wait list or something we can tell the audience or not yet not no, yet we're gonna we're gonna give away a lot of books um <laughs> you don't have to buy it uh, but awesome. uh so maybe yeah. they can sign up on the website we're too. hoping we're yeah. hoping by 2020 early 23 but you know, when it comes to books and products, <laughs> it's about quality. It's not, you know, yes. it's not about when, it's about how, you know, what and how and, you know, making Absolutely. it really, really valuable. And we're almost there, but it's it's time consuming. And we have distractions, you know, kids, businesses, <laughs> you know, life, uh, you know, travels. <laughs> so it's like we're not spending as much time as we should, but, but we are uh, hoping to have it um published early 23. that's awesome well i would recommend our viewers and our audience to to uh, you know get on the website maybe subscribe to a newsletter or the way to yes. stay in contact and that way as you you know once it's ready they'll be the first to know uh that it's ready and they can i can uh, get access to that well, book with amazing I'll, I'll i'll announce it here that anybody on our mailing list on our website, ingredientswellness.com is going to get a free copy in the mail when it's so <laughs> here, you, here you go. Here you go. Your, your free giveaways, guys. Go ahead, sign up. Make sure so you, you are on that list so you'll be able to get the book. Thank you so much, Eric, uh, for sharing your story with us today. Um, any other last-minute thoughts before we uh, wrap up the, the show? No, uh, thanks for inviting me. I mean, I, I love what you're doing and uh, it was really fun talking to you and uh, keep in touch. I sure will. I sure will. Um, all right. Great, Eric. Congratulations again for um, starting the, 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 the second phase of, uh, you know, your, your, your life and your business um, and delivering excellence to your clients. And to all our viewers and our, our listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Please remember to subscribe, follow, like, and share the videos on whichever channel that you are watching us on. Um, and that way we can make sure to empower each other through our experiences. Until the next episode, have a wonderful and blessed rest of your week. Thank you. All set. <laughs>